this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net and it is the education show we got a great uh, episode for you today i'm really really excited because not only are you going to help hopefully uh, learn a whole lot i know i certainly am my guests are natasha wahit and rory franka and they are from ens africa today we are talking the bill of rights good morning good morning, good morning. David. <laughs> very so excited to be on the show yeah, it's great, man. And I, and I love having you guys on the show and being able to chat to you because I always learn something, as I said in the, in the intro. So we said we're talking about the Bill of Rights today. So maybe, uh, Natasha, would you care to let me know a little bit about what is the Bill of Rights? What is this thing called the Bill of Rights? So, David, maybe a good place to start is that we are a constitutional democracy. So what that means is that the Constitution is the supreme law and a chapter in the Constitution is the Bill of Rights. And that essentially is the cornerstone of our democracy in South Africa. It enshrines the rights of all people in our country and affirms the democratic values of human rights dignity, equality, and freedom. So it's very, very important. And then furthermore, it binds everyone. So it's applicable to absolutely everyone, including the government, including everyday people. So we need to act in accordance with this thing called the Bill of Rights. Okay. So I think nutshell of what what it is. And therefore, you can see from this sort of definition is that it's vital to everybody's lives um, because these rights are so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad because my next question was going to be, does it, does it apply to government as well? Because they don't seem to have the same rules as us sometimes. <laughs> um, and you just said, yes, it is. You've also answered another question uh, in, in the same vein, saying it's applicable to everybody. So yes. why then, and, and I don't know, Rory, if you're able to jump in here, why is it important? So, so Dash, do you want to take it or must I? No, um, Rory, go ahead. Yeah. I can always fill uh, in. So I think it's important for, um, for us, not only as citizens or anybody that actually lives in South Africa to actually know what their rights are. So if there are any infringements on those rights, you are able then to take action. And it's also to know, it, it, it informs or the aim, part of the aim of the Bill of Rights was to create a dignified individual or a person. And to be dignified, you need certain basic rights that need to be fulfilled, whether it's your civil, political, or social, economic rights. And once you understand those things, you can then understand what you require from the country or from different individuals that, it, that the Bill of Rights finds. And then if it's infringed, you can then take action on it. So that's my, what I deem it to be important or why I deem it important, because we all deserve basic human rights and we need to hold institutions and individuals accountable for these rights to be almost adhered to and create a better society. Okay, I think that was very well put. Um, Natasha, anything you want to you add to that? Because, you know, as, as we were talking and when we initially discussed that we were going to be chatting about the Bill of Rights, I, I kind of initially I was like, Okay, I know we have one. Um, I have no idea where to find it. I have no idea what it says, but I'm assuming it's important. And then when I looked a little further, I realized how vitally important it is. 
So, yeah, you've really touched on it, David, because it's a vital part of everybody's lives. And because these are the rights, like Rory said, that you and everyone else have. Um, and they are actually in this chapter. And some of the rights are, for example, the right to equality, the right to human dignity, um, children's rights in Section 28 of the Bill of Rights. So you can see how fundamentally important they are. And the sad part, or even the scary part, is that a lot of people don't actually know about these rights. So that then begs the question that how would you then know if your rights are being infringed? And further to that, what would you do then if your rights were being infringed? So that's why I was so excited to actually chat about it so that we can start this discussion and unpack it and just emphasize how important it is to know what your rights are. So I think I'm adding to what Rory said for, um, earlier. Okay. No, I absolutely, I agree. I mean, you know, as I said, when I dive more into this, I'm like, heck, okay. I didn't know about all of this. So, so talk to me because I think uh, Rory mentioned, and, and Natasha, maybe you can just give us a bit of a broader perspective yeah. there. Uh, you talked about civil political and socioeconomic rights. Uh, unpack that yeah. a bit for me. So civil and political rights are generally understood as those rights relating to the protection of individuals or collective or as a collective, your choices and your freedoms. And then socioeconomic rights are rights that give people access to certain basic needs and necessities so that people can live a dignified life. So say, for example, if you look at a civil and political right, for example, it could be freedom and security of the person so that you have a right to certain freedoms. You have a right not to be arrested for, for any old reason, for example. Um, and then if you look at socioeconomic rights, you can look at the various rights, for example, the right to health care, food, water, social security. And when we unpack those rights, Further, you'll be able to see exactly what it entails and the idea that um, you're entitled to certain things. So they're very fundamental and they form the cornerstone of the Bill of Rights. I don't know, Rory, if you want to add anything further. Um, I think you got. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's perfect, and I also think there's no, um, according to my understanding, there's no. No one civil political right um, trumps the other the other rights. I think they both seem to be very equal, um, and they both are fundamental to create a dignified human, in my opinion. And mm. therefore, just to add, David, so when you have two rights, right, like Rory said, then you're going to have to do a bit of a balancing exercise, yes, and then bring yes, that yes. clauses like the limitation clause, and that can become quite a a hectic exercise. But just to yeah. know that each of these rights are important. Yes, yes. Okay, so now, question, because there's a couple of them, and I don't think we're going to be able to unpack and look at everything today, and it's not something I want to gloss over, because what seems to me to have happened is that we've gotten this democracy with an incredibly robust uh, uh, Bill of Rights in there, and everybody seems to have forgotten about it, and it seems that these days some people are more equal than others, and it just, it, it doesn't work for me, okay? So can we agree now, he says, putting them on the spot, that we're going to look at this a bit more in depth as we go forward? Not necessarily today, yes. but maybe in other episodes. 
Yes, no, I think it would be really cool to like take a right and unpack it um, and do a proper analysis because I think that would, would ensure that people actually understand. Myself and Rory also then grapple with this yeah. concept. So yes, definitely yeah. from my side, I don't know about Rory. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, David, David, if I think back, and Tash could probably agree with this, we probably spent at law school uh, semester at least just unpacking the Bill of Rights by itself. So I don't think uh, our wood chat is going to do any justice to what the Bill of Rights actually has or what it actually entails. Yeah, definitely. Okay, fantastic. So not only have I given you guys some homework, I've managed to give myself some homework as well. Uh, <laughs> but this is good because this is the education show. And I think part of the, the joy of doing a show like this is that we get to share things like this. And sometimes it's okay to say, hang on, I, I don't know, but I will find out. And uh, that is certainly what my approach is it, uh, or is to it rather. Um, okay, so in the Bill of Rights, let's, let's just touch on then a couple of uh, the key rights. What what rights? Because I know you've mentioned, um, you know, there's these freedoms, et cetera, et cetera. Just take me through a couple of those. Okay. So seeing that a lot of people might be under the age of 18 that might be listening to, to the show, um, with Rory being in agreement, I think maybe let's look at Section 28. And this yeah. is rights that are applicable specifically to, to children. And that's minors, everybody under the age of um, 18. And it says that these these rights are fundamental and very, very important. And some of the these rights under in Section 28 include the right to a name and a nationality from birth, the right to a family and for someone to look after the child. So if it's not a parent or a grandparent to be put in some sort of system that you are, that the child is looked after the right to food, shelter, healthcare, and social services. So you see how all these different departments come into being. The right to be protected from maltreatment, neglect, abuse, or degradation. The right not to be forced to work. Then the right not to be detained, um, or, or if it's if it's important, if it has to happen, to not to be detained for the shortest time possible. And then also to be separated from people over the age of 18, the right not to be used directly in an armed conflict. Um, and the right, I think I said already, the right to do not to do any work that isn't appropriate for their age. And also the right to basic education. And just basically, it's, if you can look at this to, in totality, and I mentioned a lot of the rights in here, you see how the rights of children are deemed to be very, very important. And the section actually encompasses a lot of these rights. Um, and therefore, I think it's important that children, educators, everybody actually know in terms of Section 28, what each of these um, entail. So that's just one of the rights. And that's a quick discussion on it. Um, I don't know if you have any questions, David, or if maybe Rory can pick another right. So I think... David, do you have any questions? I've got so many questions, Rory. I was I was just thinking <laughs> I, I was just thinking about them. <laughs> um, okay, before we dive in, let, let me give you let me give you maybe a question observation as well. Uh, okay, cool. The first thing is we don't seem to be doing nearly as well as we could be in this country. And this yeah. is just looking at, at the Bill of Rights and, and what it contains for children. 
um, you know, we look back then and we go, yeah, okay, there's a problem um, because a lot of our children in this country are not getting access to basic health care, et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, that's absolutely, it's, it's heart-rendering. The second question is, it, it, we're talking about this Bill of Rights, but where would I go if I'm listening to the, the show now and I go, okay, this Bill of Rights thing is a whole lot more important and, and it's kind of been swept under the carpet a little bit. Where do we go to get our hot little hands on a copy of the Bill of Rights? Well, it's in the Constitution and it should be available um, on the internet, but I know not everybody has um, has that connectivity so the department of justice should also have copies of it and generally for example we have copies at our office but if you do have access then uh, to the internet you can just type in the bill of rights and then it should come up and then there's also so the libraries should have copies of the bill of rights or at least the constitution and then if you look in chapter two of the constitution you will find it over there but I hear what you're saying. I feel that um, it should be very much more readily available. So that's just some of the places that I think of at the top of my head where you could get a look at the Bill of Rights. But I do think there needs to be a drive so that every single school child, for example, has a copy of the Bill of Rights. And actually every single person in the country should have a copy of the Bill of Rights. Well, this is, this is what I was going to say, and, and maybe they have done it, and I just wasn't present on the day that it was done, but a booklet, a little booklet that is your constitution, which includes the Bill of Rights, and every person should have a right to have that and be able to read it. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, I know I, years back there was a drive. I don't know if quite recently there's been another drive, but I do a while ago that there were these books and people were getting them. So, yeah, but I don't know in a way that's happened. Okay, I shall investigate and see. Um, yes, Rory, any, anything else that you'd like to, to add to that, uh, that particular uh, conversation in terms of, uh, just in terms of children? Oh, no, I, I think Natasha summed up everything perfectly. Um, it is a very serious site. And, I mean, the court needs to protect kids as well. We have a duty to kids as well. So, it's a very important life for people to actually understand. Understand as a kid, I know there's a lot of kids that are 11, 12 years old that feel like they're forced to go work to understand that they do have rights, that they don't have to go work. And especially they don't have to do work that they're not, um, or in terms of the constitution, it, it says that if it's not almost um, proper for them to do it or it's not within the age and so forth. So nothing else to add. Okay. Uh, another Bill of Rights, another another part of the Bill of Rights uh, that we can just pick off and have a quick chat about? How about human dignity? What do you think, Rory? Yeah, yeah I think human dignity is that. It's, it's sort of like a, an all-encompassing, um, yes. it, it kind of lays the foundation. So in terms of human dignity, um, everyone who is, has the has, has a right to dignity. So that is being worthy of respect and honor. Um, and that's enshrined in the Bill of Rights. And the right to dignity in actual fact strengthens and supports many of the other rights in the constitution. And that's why we said it's sort of like a cornerstone. Um, and therefore it's very important that we, we look at it and we look at it holistically. And sometimes you can see that certain of the other rights also come into play. For example, you can't have 
dignified, arguably you can't, I sound so loyally now, you arguably can't have a dignified life if you're not, if you don't have access to adequate food and water, for example. So you can see how maybe certain of the other rights are entrenched or, or play a role. And therefore, if you have a right um, to dignity, you also have an obligation to respect other people's dignities. So we didn't touch on that with regards to children as well. But sometimes we, when, when, for example, we workshop these rights to people, we say, look, this is the right, but what is, what is the duty that then is tied to it? So for example, human dignity, you have your right to you and to have yours respected, but you also have a duty to respect others. So you can see how it also ties in, David. Mm, and it, it's amazing because one of the, the examples that, that uh, it, it sort of became apparent to me the other day, um, I was watching something and the gentleman in question merely walked out of his shop mm. and uh, he went to go and get lunch and there was some protest action happening outside, but he has what some people would call an unsavory look about him. He was tattooed and he had nose piercings and long scraggy hair, et cetera, et cetera. He got arrested um, for being part of this protest. Meanwhile, he was literally going to go and get lunch. Now that's where the right to dignity comes in. It's like, I'm minding my own business. Um, I'm going to get lunch. You know, you should be treated in a certain way. Is my interpretation right there? It can definitely come into play and you can say that his dignity was infringed because he was not doing anything and that he was being judged particularly. Um, and then also his freedom and security of person might then have all been um, infringed at the same time because he was arguably, I obviously don't know the facts of the case, um, arbitrarily then arrested and detained. So you can see how if you look at multiple rights in a particular factual scenario and how they all come yeah. into play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we haven't even gotten gotten onto sort of the gender side of things. And, uh, yes. you know, if, if yeah. you are a person that identifies differently, um, you, you know, you have the right to dignity there and also not to be not to be judged and not to be, uh, uh, you know, there, there shouldn't be any prejudice to you there. There's actually yeah. so much. You say you say it's a chapter, but I think this should be like volumes so that we can that we can really Just get into it, it. And, and unpack yeah. it. So, I'm going to give us even more homework and say, let's let's look at that because uh, we are going to be chatting again. Um, so let's look at that and, and, and start with one or two or three in the beginning and really go through them and, and get an understanding because, you know, this is it's so vitally important. One of the things, though, that I want to do to, to find out, and I do blame myself for this because I wasn't even, I knew it existed, never read it in my life before we started talking about it. What role do we play? Do we, do we play a role as citizens and in terms of active citizenship? Yes, that's actually something that I'm very passionate about. And I know Rory knows this all the time. Yeah. We have, I would say, an obligation as citizens to become active and to actively seek knowledge and to become aware of our rights and to become aware of, oh, there is this Bill of Rights. Let me unpack it. Let me try and understand it. Let once I have some sort of understanding or say I've listened to this podcast, let me share the knowledge so that we, we, we in turn ensure that other people become aware because that's how we will 
have a direct impact on our society in a positive way. At the same time, also, if we see that somebody's rights are being infringed, to speak up, to tell them, for example, you know, your rights have been infringed. We listen to this podcast. We've heard about, for example, the South African Human Rights Commission. Why don't you go and speak to them or lay a complaint so that something can happen? Because if keep quiet or we all don't um, get a better understanding, I think positive can come from that. Yes. So yeah. that's very important. You know how amazing this is, though? I was speaking, when was it? Yesterday, uh, to a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Professor Chilidzi Mawala, and he actually brought up the same thing. He said, you know, we, we, we'll sit and we will complain about how things are not good, and, and, and yet in this country, we do not hold um, our leaders, and this is leaders across yes. the spectrum, we do not hold them accountable. And and this Bill of Rights is yes. so important. And the problem is, I think we've just, I don't know, have, Rory, have we become apathetic and, and or, or is it just ignorance? And I, and I don't know if we have a, 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 an excuse for ignorance, but I mean, to me, initially, it was like, yeah, okay, it's there. I don't know. Uh, where do we yeah. stand there? I, I think... Uh, that, that's actually a very difficult question because we, if we talk about the fact that we're not sure if enough copies are distributed of our Bill of Rights and our Constitution, that means people are uneducated on it. Um, but if you do have access to the internet, I think you can always do research and understand um, that the Bill of Rights is there. And it's, I don't think it's the longest read. Um, I think it's a very easy read. There's a lot of some basic terms that are used. And I think once you become educated on on the topic, I think, like we were all discussing, you have to be an active citizen then and then start holding institutions and people accountable for breaking or, or infringing your rights. And then you can take, lay a complaint to the NGO or the public protector with, with the Human Rights Commission and start holding institutions accountable. And that sets the tone that we as citizens fought many years for the for our human rights and we are not going to allow it to be infringed. So I think it's lack of understanding of the Bill of Rights, the lack of distribution of the Bill of Rights. And I think people who are educated need to then start making a stand and be an active citizen. Absolutely. And I, and I think, again, the most important part there is because I think as South Africans, we do a lot of talking. And, and we're good at talking. Yeah. Um, we don't do as nearly as much acting as, as what we should. Yes. And I think active citizenship is vital, particularly going forward. Yeah. Um, we know that we've got all sorts of problems and challenges and all sorts of things that we thought should have been sorted out um, when, when we got our democracy in 1994, um, weren't. I mean, I was, this is one of the things I was thinking about yesterday, you know, is, is you know, what, was, what we had then in terms of this, this vision that uh, Madiba had for us in terms of a rainbow nation, that seems to largely have fallen by the wayside. And I think it's our own fault. Yeah, we need to hold institutions accountable for what, what we fought for. And that's by being educated, getting educated and understanding what, what your rights are and then holding institutions accountable. I, I, I will say that over and over, but I think we need to start holding institutions accountable. Okay, well, we're reaching the end of this chat. So, uh, Natasha, just in, in conclusion, uh, any thoughts from, from your side? And I know, I think this is going to become a vital, vitally important series uh, within the Zabuza.net platform when we go forward and start unpacking uh, this Bill of Rights. I think, David, um, you've 
hit the nail on the head because it's just the beginning of a discussion. And if mm-hmm. I can listeners to, to think about what also they would like to know. So if there's a particular right, for example, that you've heard of, but you want to know more about, for example, we didn't even touch on the right to equality. That is such an important right. Then we can chat about that further and also to encourage everyone to now go and look up the Bill of Rights, have a quick read about it, familiarize yourself with it, chat to your children about it, because I just wanted to also emphasize that we we have a chance with the youth as well to ensure that they grow up as being active citizens and being curious about, about our country and curious about the rights that we have and things that are happening. So I think this platform is so important to emphasize that. We undertake to be back here to chat further and more in depth and maybe have a situation where we look at, for example, maybe two or three rights and we unpack yeah. it in detail so that we can all get a better understanding. Fantastic. I would agree 100%. And if you're a teacher or a parent and you're listening or maybe you're, you're one of the learners and you have access to the internet and you know of people that don't have, print it out, go and talk to them about it, share this Bill of Rights because this is the foundation our country is supposed to have been built on. And I think the foundation is a little, little shaky at the moment. But with you helping and with you becoming an active, active citizen, we can change all of that. Um, I think if you're listening to the podcast and you're on the Zabuza.net platform, uh, there are ways and means and uh, mechanisms there where you can get in contact uh, with ENS or with uh, Malcolm from Zabuza. Post some of those questions. What would you like to know? Post them, let us know, and then we can address them. Yeah, totally. Very excited. So please do engage with us. Um, I know that Rory does post uh, stuff on the on the network. So please do let us know so that we can ensure that we're answering your questions so that it's interesting yeah. and relevant. Wonderful stuff. It wraps it up for this edition of the Education Show. Uh, my guests, uh, Natasha Wachit, Rory Franca, thank you so much. And I'm so looking forward to the next time we chat. To each and every one of you out there, consider this concept of active citizenship. Look after yourselves. Take care. And thank you for listening. That was the Education Show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A dot net.